I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, and happy Wednesday. Welcome back to the News Du Jour. I have a quick, fun announcement for you guys here at the top of the episode. We have added a 29th country to our list of countries listening. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't know which one it is because... I've lost track. Um, I'm going to start a list today so that I can make sure I know which one is new. But there's so many countries listening now. I'm honestly a little bit overwhelmed. Last time I knew Belgium was a new one because Belgium has a special place in my heart. And I knew I hadn't seen it on the list before. Um, But this time I could not figure out which one was a new one. But as soon as I figure it out, I'll let you guys know. And without further ado, let's jump into the news. So word has likely already reached you about this, but Bill and Melinda Gates are divorcing. So some big news broke Monday afternoon that you may have already heard about. Bill and Melinda Gates, some of the world's most prominent philanthropists, are breaking up after 27 years of marriage. But what's interesting is, while they are breaking up as a couple, They will not be breaking up as co-chairs or trustees of their massive organizations. They claim that no changes are expected in those areas. But it's really hard to imagine a divorced couple thriving while working together. But maybe it's not impossible. Gates is worth about $124 billion, according to Forbes magazine, and the two of them have three children together. They are arguably the most influential philanthropic couple in the whole world. They own one of the largest amounts of farmland in America. They own multiple homes, and many are wondering just how they're going to go about untangling all of that. And still be able to manage their vast network of charity work together, even though they are rumored to have a prenup in place for such an occasion. But if they can't, what repercussions might this have world over? They give about $5 billion to charity a year, and they focus on fields such as global health and development. So there are some big stakes when it comes to this couple transitioning smoothly. But let's face it, there's no roadbook for this. Most people aren't Bill and Melinda Gates. That said, I have already seen a bunch of memes via friends saying, so he's single. (laughs) And it will be interesting to see how and if the new 
bachelor Bill Gates goes about his dating life if he chooses to go down that path. I've also seen a lot of other funny memes about divorce lawyers (laughs) rushing to the scene to, you know, vie for this job. Um, Likely, they already have trusted lawyers at their sides to make this go down as smoothly as possible. But if it doesn't, um, or even if it does, we will definitely keep you guys posted on all the details. For our next story, we're discussing Verizon selling AOL and Yahoo. So a big finance story that is breaking this week is that Verizon has sold AOL and Yahoo. And it's not for the big bucks either. It's for about 1% of their peak valuation. Why? Well, let's dive in. So to start at the beginning, back in 2015, Verizon acquired Yahoo for $4.48 billion. And in 2017, Verizon also bought AOL for $4.4 billion. So about the same. Back at their peaks, these companies were both valued at upwards of $125 billion separately. Now, they were just sold for the bargain deal of $5 billion as a packaged deal. What the heck led to this TJ Maxx style markdown? Well, basically it can be summarized by a series of bad calls and deals. Originally, they wanted to leverage data from AOL and Yahoo to sell targeted ads, but they just couldn't compete with giants like Google and Facebook. Ironically, they looked at buying Facebook and Google while they were on their way up, but never went through with a deal. They also opted to buy companies that did not turn out well for them. From there, they weren't quite sure what to do with the companies AOL and Yahoo, and the leadership turned over a bit, leaving them in a lurch after a series of bad mistakes. And Verizon felt they were a stronger company without them. But Apollo, the group that bought AOL and Yahoo, made a hell of a deal if they have the chops to turn these companies around. Maybe they have a brilliant game plan. We'll just have to wait and see, and we'll definitely keep you guys posted. For our next story, we're discussing a fatal boating accident. I want to issue a trigger warning here. This story discusses several deaths. So off the coast of San Diego, a small boat hit the rocks in rough weather and broke apart among the reef. The 30 people on board were migrants attempting to gain entrance into the United States illegally. Three people died in the accident, and the rest had to be rescued to avoid being pulled under into riptides, drowning, or becoming hypothermic. It was only about 60 degrees when the boat crashed. People's desperation to get into the U.S. is really shown in situations like this. Smugglers tend to be exploitative because they know the stakes are so high for the people they're transporting. 
They often take fewer precautions to increase profit, and that may have played a role in Sunday's fatal crash. The boat's captain was immediately taken into custody from the scene. Of course, the situation underscores the worsening border crisis that does not appear to have any quick and easy solutions. Just this week, though, we had a development on this subject that I wanted to share with you guys. After a ton of pushback and criticism from Democrats, Biden backtracked again and raised the refugee limit to 62,500 from Trump's 15,000. It's kind of been a Lucy in the football situation with this. They keep saying that they're going to do it or doing it and then changing their mind. Hopefully it's here to stay now. They had a variety of rationales behind the switches that, you know, Trump had caught personnel while in the White House and that it's been their plan all along to raise it later on. But it mostly just looks like he gave in to peer pressure. We'll have to wait and see if this does anything to alleviate the situation or if it just adds fuel to the fire. For our next story, shifting vaccine goals and strategies. So it seems the Biden administration is also shifting strategies on another issue, the vaccine. They have decided to make it their new goal to simply get one shot into about 70% of Americans' arms by July the 4th. They're aiming to do this by targeting rural areas using mobile clinics, pop-up vaccine drives, and getting small local pharmacies to offer walk-in appointments. The thought process is that if most people can be at least partially vaccinated, we may be able to return to normal life with those who chose not to be vaccinated just doing so at their own risk. Additionally, the FDA just announced plans to potentially approve the Pfizer vaccine for adolescents age 12 to 15 by the end of this week. So far, everything in their clinical trial for children has gone fine. No adverse reactions thus far. Obviously, the concept of vaccinating children will be a touchy one with a lot of variables and parents will consider the options for themselves. But they may start being available at least for adolescents this week or next. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you with the quote, Sometimes you need to get knocked down to understand what your fight is. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review on Apple Podcasts would mean the world to us and really help us be able to keep creating the news du jour for free for you guys. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, sugarfree underscore media on Twitter, and just sugarfreemedia, all one word, on TikTok. You can also subscribe to emails on our blog so that you get an alert every time we have a new post or an announcement, and that's at www.sugarfreemedia.co. 
Again, that's sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoie and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Catherine Jezik Designs. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh, God.